What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. So we watched an interesting documentary this weekend. We did. It was called Chasing the Present from 2019 and it's available all over i think prime has yeah you can, it, and you can you, find there's it. a lot of places you can watch it if you google it it'll come right up uh you want to give people a, a brief synopsis of what it's all about so yeah it's a documentary uh it features a man who lives in new york in his mid-30s and he's dealing with panic attacks and anxiety um and really from uh like a the standpoint of his life, he ha- kind of has everything that people think you should have to be happy, right? Think- he's, he has businesses, he's healthy, he's he had quit drinking and, and quit doing drugs. And so he kind of had built this life that you would think would be like, oh, here you are. You should be happy. But he wasn't. He was dealing with these panic attacks and this anxiety. And so the documentary features kind of his journey to... Um, getting in touch with his spirituality and learning more about um, consciousness. And it was really interesting. What did you think of it overall? Um, I really enjoyed the, like some of the experts that he had, that he was conversing with and their message of like, how to quiet your ego and how to get in touch with your spirituality and daily practices that you can do. Um, I found the the main character to be a bit annoying, I guess, for lack of a better term, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Right. Um, Well, here's, here, here's uh, what I thought. And I understand these are all real issues and there are people that really deal with this stuff, right? With anxiety and, and depression and, and and just wandering, right? But my thing with him specifically and this documentary, Chasing the Present, there are, I don't think it was very relatable. And I'll tell you why. There, there's a lot of people who would like to just set everything down and for two years literally travel the globe with endless funds and just and resources and just wander around the earth and figure themselves out. There's a lot of people that would probably do that given the opportunity, but it's not realistic, I think, for, for most people. Yeah, I would agree with that. Did you ever watch Eat, Pray, Love? Or I, I did. didn't read it. I did. <laughs> no, I did not read the book. I saw the Julia Roberts movie. Okay. Um, similar to that. Yeah. Um, where she just kind of says, I'm leaving, I'm going to go on this um, journey to find myself or right. to 
connect with whatever I need to connect with. And she went to Italy, Bali and India, um, which sounds spectacular. And in this documentary, um, Chasing the Present was similar where he went to Peru. He went to India. He was he traveled all over um, the country and and met with these gurus and shamans and all of these different um, spiritual people and and did all these different practices. But then what I did think was interesting was even though he had that privilege and that opportunity to travel all over and learn all of these different um, spiritualities when he got back to New York, like back into the real world, into real life, like he had a hard time combining the two. And I think that was really interesting because even if you're just a person who's doing, um, you know, working on your spirituality or working on, on personal development, you still have to have your real life. You know, like you can't sit and journal all day or meditate all day or do yoga all day. Those are all good practices, but then you still have to find a way to like take those things that you're working on and learning and implement them into your real life. And that was kind of the story that I was following in this documentary. Is what I think is he is a guy that's searching for identity and is what he really wants to do is have an in with the entertainment industry and he wanted to make a documentary and this all seemed very staged to me. So again, I, I, I do like, I did like some of the guests that he brought on and talked to, but he himself was not very convincing to me. And I think that he found something that was trendy, right? And people were talking about, and a lot of people were probably feeling, and he tried to, uh, use it as as an avenue to achieve what what he what he was looking to do and that that was make a documentary and to bring it to film festivals and get recognition i think I, it came across as very again not all the people that he talked to but he himself i i question the authenticity of it i just it just didn't he wasn't very convincing. But aside from all that, what about the message of kind of like the point of it? Like there's, do you think that there is a lot of people who are living a life that, that looks like they should be happy, but they are struggling to find meaning or struggling to find community or struggling to find that happiness? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He found a hot topic. Right. And I believe that. And I think that that there is a lot of people, you know, Along the same lines, I think a more realistic approach to what he was doing, this is back in 2019, this came out, right? Mm -hmm. So he filmed it probably in the late part of last decade. Uh, I think the more realistic approach and what you're seeing unfold in real time today is a lot of young millennials and Gen Z hopping in a van and driving around yeah. the, the lower 48. You are seeing a lot of that. That, that, that. That's become a thing. These people that are documenting on TikTok and 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 reels and all these other social media platforms living in a van and just kind of cruising around the country that's a more realistic approach rather than take two years jump on airplanes and go to all these exotic places with unlimited funds and resources to do whatever you want so i think that he just did a a real uh kardashian version (laughs) of what I'm serious of what people 
are experiencing a lot of young people today as they make their way out and about living kind of like off the grid. So you have the, the Gen Z's and the young millennials who are doing the van thing. Yeah. And then you have this guy, I can't even remember his name, taking two years off of life and flying all around and doing all of these practices and meeting all of these experts. Like, where do you see the happy medium for like people like us? We have a family, jobs, responsibilities. Like how do, how does someone like us, and maybe this is the question that we should all be asking ourselves. Like how does someone like us get more in touch with our consciousness and quiet our ego and, and try and, and find that peace? I don't, I think that with the, uh, the resources that we have at home here in our lives today, I think you can start to investigate and and find a lot of that without, I mean, it, I would love to be able to take, you know, two years off and take unlimited, literally probably, you know, I bet over a million bucks to just go out and do this stuff. Right. But knowing that most people don't have that option. Right. I think that you can, take a long look at what your life looks like right now and just start weeding things mm-hmm. out and, and just, and, and just be a free thinker, be a critical thinker. I, I believe that. Yeah. And I wonder, I, I, and then like you said, investigate meditation, maybe, maybe make some lifestyle changes. Yeah. Find like-minded people. And just, I think that you start to, I think, I think meditation in general is one thing that is absolutely, you don't have to travel the globe to do. And I think that's one thing that if you're just looking for one example, I would start with something like that and bettering yourself with, with a, with perhaps fitness and, and maybe, you know, I think this is probably plays into the sober curious movement, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Clearing your mind and, and just getting back down to the basics of life. Yeah. I think a a few things like this documentary chasing the present it's it, it was a good um hour and 30 minute kind of like explanation of some of these things that sa- that feel so mystical if you take kind of his story out of it which was the whole movie but if you can just listen right, right. if you can just listen to the parts that are that are um really more with those experts and listen to what they're saying i think it's a good 90 minute sort of like crash course in those things, yeah. those topics that there's, I mean, there's so much information, but I think that it could be defeating for someone that is kind of feeling like they want to go on a path on a journey like that, but it can't like, but, how do I fit this into my, my life and still have my life? Cause I, I can't just take a break. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's one thing that really kind of tipped me off as far as, this is staged was the conversations he was having with his father in it in this <laughs> they have it set up in like this diner and it, it just comes across as very staged and he he wants to set himself up to look like a victim and i'm like i'm like dude we have all dealt with with the old guy across the table that doesn't understand the new generation i mean we get that and i'm speaking of like i I love I loved my father, but he was like that a lot. Where he'd be like, "Dude, just you know, use what you need is a Pull swift it. a swift kick in the ass. That's right. what you need." And at one point, his dad kind of alludes to right, <laughs> to right, that he in does. the documentary. 
because I think that his dad was looking at him like you have everything and you're looking at this big pity party, you know, and that is again, that's not always the case because there are people that are born into wealth and have all of these things that people would normally think would make you the happiest person on, on earth and it doesn't, but he specifically, and just, I'm just speaking from life experience. He came across as the whiny guy that I don't even know if he really believed anything that he was saying. I think he was a guy that was looking for attention and thought this is a great way to get my foot in the door with documentary filmmaking, get noticed, and I'm going to play on something that's hot right now. Again, the, the, the topic, the conversation could be good. I thought the film would have been a lot better if they would have focused on another individual. I, I would like he, to see several different people. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, that, yeah. Like different walk, different paths, like different, because I, I think you, you can have those feelings of depression and anxiety sure. and sadness, no matter what your lo- life looks like, you right. can be the wealthiest, the most privileged and still yeah. have those feelings. But I would have liked to see like several different people and kind of each of them exploring this spirituality differently. Yeah. Yeah. With I, the, yep. with the experts mixed in, but um, by the way, there's some great, I mean, there's some really good individual, I mean, individuals that he approaches and talks to throughout the film. I think Graham Hancock, I mean, he was who I follow on just other you know, venues, but he, he was one of the guys that he went and talked to. And I think there's, he, he, he found the right people oh, yeah. and, and somehow or another, you know, right. If you can just, he had the connections, put money him, is what it is. Put him out, out of it almost, yeah. which is sad because he's the main character. I know, I know, but. I think the the content was really good and informative and for people who are kind of sitting there going, you know, this is my life and I can't quite like find meaning, I guess it was a good way to, to scratch the surface of kind of some of those things. Um, So I didn't dislike it. I, I really enjoyed the, the parts that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that were just more informative right, right. versus kind of his experience. And, right. And as I mentioned earlier, though, if you, if you follow, if you want a more realistic approach to these, you know, just wandering around type mental spiritual journeys, a lot of these young people today, and I'm, I'm not doing this to sound funny. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying that a more realistic approach is these guys that are, venturing across the country in a van because if you watch them and you pick up on some of them that are documenting uh documenting this on on social media they're they find themselves struggling to find out where they're going to sleep next uh the, the struggles with food and income and how they can make just enough money from spot to spot mm-hmm. to put fuel in their vehicle to get food a lot of them are traveling with a pet companion. It's just incredible to watch. I'm like, they're literally in survival mode, not knowing from one day to yeah. the next how they're going to get money. That would be the more realistic approach for a lot of people if you want to just stop and do something like that. Right. That would be more like what your life would be like and you if can, you just stop. Right, right, right. So, but right. You know, if you're like, we're selling everything, we're getting in a van and we're just going to go. Right. And try and connect with a higher power, whatever you want to call it. You know what I think? I think a lot of what the the issue is, is specifically with a lot of young people today, 
and even his age, because he was fairly young. 35. Uh, yeah. I think he had reached a point at 35 in his life where he had not had adventure, you know? And I think so many young people today just get caught up in the routine because their parents, you know, let's be honest, a lot of them have been brought along farther than past generations as far as help and just getting them into their 20s through college and all of this. And I think a lot of them lack adventure. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've never quote unquote, cut the apron strings and just went out and experienced life away from the comforts of being surrounded by family, right? And friends and people they know. I mean, when you just take off Mm -hmm. and you do something like that, I think there's this, there's this wandering that they're, they're looking for. And I think that you have to get that out of your system. And I think that a lot of them don't get that experience and then they, they feel empty and they're like, what did I miss? You know, because you don't get that going. It's college when people say, oh, we went off. It's not the same thing. When you drop it all and you just go off and you, I mean, on a life adventure, it's a, it's a different experience. And if you, and if you hear people talking about it, when you get further down the road and you haven't experienced that, I think there's a, they feel like they've missed something. What about those of us who are at a point in life where that's not an option? That's well. That's we. That's what we're talking about. It's not realistic, you know. Right. Like when I'm you're not. In, I'm not like living a van young. No, you're 38 years old. You have right. two children. Right. We have a home. We're married. I think that. I think that that's a dip. It. You know, it's a different spot. Right. So how how do you find it? Well, I can tell you by watching you and observing you and the the digging in the reading, you know, meditation just kind of looking at life in general, sobering up, right? And when I say not going to rehab or nothing, but when when people start eliminating alcohol and all of that from their lives and they they sit down and they start to really examine Mm -hmm. and read and and critical thinking. I think critical thinking is a big part of it. And then I think that uh, you get to a point in your life where you realize that you don't have to believe something because somebody told you. Yeah, and one and, and and often that has been something that has been passed down through generations in your family, and that is where it really starts to get difficult. Absolutely, is, is breaking those generational habits. Yeah, and I think one advantage is there's so much information available. Yeah, where we have access to much more. There's than, YouTube. There's podcasts. There's books. I mean, there's so much info. I mean, it's almost, sometimes I feel overwhelmed because there's so much, Right. like there's so many books I want to read and there's so many things I want to listen to because I'm just, um, I feel really curious right now about a lot of things, which is good. I think that's the point you have to get to because then you start asking questions and you start more so zooming out, I guess, on life right? and like looking at a bigger picture. Um, but then you have to fit it into your life and and still do the regular stuff right. that's expected of you. Sure. And I I would like to see a documentary on that. Right. Like follow a a, a mom and dad with little kids and jobs. Oh yeah. And and show me how they like become enlightened. I think I think it starts with just life changes and some yeah. of them can, some of them again. This goes back to what has been happening over, happening over the past couple of years. I mean, people just waking up one day 
and be, you know what? I'm going to start, I'm going to start, you know, critical. I mean, this thought through critical yeah. process, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm thinking anyways, critical thinking process. And I just. And thinking for yourself. Yeah. It's just looking like, at. Why do I believe what I, what I believe or why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I unhappy? Right. Right. That's it. Why? And that's really what the, at the, at the end of the documentary, and it's not really a spoiler, but it comes down to like. You have to go inside yourself and and get to the bottom of it. This is why people there's this big this thing this great resignation. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. that had time to think that we're not traveling the globe, but is what happened was life slowed down, mm-hmm. right? And through the pandemic, when all of that stuff began to really slow down, and we had time to kind of examine where we were at, people ultimately were like, you know what? It's bigger than this. Yeah, it's bigger than going to the same job getting the constantly looking for a bigger house, a bigger income, yep. going to the same, you know, place every Sunday to go to the same church and be told the same things. I just I think that they got to the point where they were like all I'm doing is what I'm being told to do. Right. I yes. Mean, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's absolutely the, it. Like you're it. letting life happen to you right. instead of like being in the driver's seat. I'm the seat. first guy in my family, I guarantee you. I mean, my father passed away in 2019, but that will, that I believe that you can have a different religion than Christianity and not go to hell. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I grew up in a, in a, you know, an evangelical, very conservative church in the upper Midwest where they taught if you don't believe, what we believe mm-hmm. you're going to hell. And I was like, and even as a young guy, I was like, that can't be right. Right. Yeah. And, and then I learned as I got older that it's okay to understand that I can think like that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a problem. I think that we all are looking for something. And I, I think we need to accept each other's different faiths. Yeah. And we all have to look at this, the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's where it's at and is and that that's where people are looking for that enlightenment they look to a religion whatever it may be and some of this through history i mean it it's weird how a lot of it has so much in common right yeah when you start to dig yeah and and get curious right it's quite fascinating it really is so whether you are Whatever your belief is, if you travel the globe, all these different beliefs, I think that more and more people are beginning to welcome and accept others with different faith. Yeah. It, and that that is a huge part of what has kept us apart for so many years. We're so disconnected. And it's like when you when you start to learn and understand, it all comes back to that's we're not supposed to be disconnected. Right. We're supposed to all be connected and all like do things through love first. And and we're not. So yeah, it's I, like if we could reconnect, what what kind of world could it be? Well, I I think that yeah, we get to a point where we realize how silly it is to fight over some of the things that we are. Mm-hmm. And all of these decisions that are being made that create conflict are instigated by a handful of people in a mm-hmm. world of roughly, is it over 7 billion? Yeah. Right? And there's a handful of people that dictate what's going on and create these conflicts. Mm-hmm. And 
they don't necessarily want all of these 7 billion people to figure that out. Right. And be connected in love. Right. I'm not, I, I'm not to sound <laughs> that like that is a, not ideal. A if hippie. you are a power person, right. I don't want to sound like one of these guys wandering around, you know, looking like, I do like a hippie in a robe in the sixties and seventies. But I mean, that's, that's the thought process and that's becoming more and more popular as organized religion sees themselves shrinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of the younger generation drifting away from just following one faith. Yep. And I think that's, you know, you hear, well, you hear the churches talk about that a lot. We need to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't realize the approach that they were using until they have, I was talking to some uh, Lutheran pastors n- not too long before I uh, hung up radio after almost three decades. And it was an interesting conversation where there's some of them, their job is to plant the seeds, create and help co- these congregations of these new churches grow. Mm-hmm. They want them to grow. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, but that's their job, yeah. right? It's come to a point where people just don't show up anymore, right? That's not a thing. It's not what it was. Again, I was telling you this, you know, when I was really young, everybody did the same thing on Sunday mornings. It oh, was me the, too. It was the same. Everybody got dressed, went to church and, you know, and it was just that thing. And I was like, and, and the funny is what I don't I'm wondering where it came from for me, because even when I was younger, I was like, I don't know if this is my bag. And I, they were all, I was always told, oh, you'll get older and mature, you'll mature and you'll understand that it's not just the inconvenience of getting up on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but it didn't. I still, my mind never changed. And it got, you know, I started to dig more and more and more as I got older and I'm realize that it's it's okay to not think like everybody else yeah and i i remember growing up it was very much like don't ask questions be quiet um like right do what you're told it was a very it was almost like a scary like if you don't do this then you're (laughs) cold you you can say the word called go to hell yeah and i i just remember always feeling like very on edge yeah in church and like almost scared. And that is not it. No. That is not that is not the way. <laughs> no, and I, I think that's just again, not to jump on organized religion, but I think it's one piece that everybody looks at now, right? And then the, and then I think in this documentary, going back to what started this conversation, chasing the present, which I'm not a huge fan of, because again, the the main character didn't sell me, but it goes back to this constantly chasing material things. Mm-hmm. That's what they've got us doing. Right. And that is what they want because that keeps their machine going. Mm-hmm. Right. So they think that this constant chase for material possession is what's holding everybody back. And I think there's something to that. Absolutely. <laughs> is it like- I swear I am I am turning more into a rope wearing sit on the riverbank hippie every day. Well, <laughs> well you know, it, I'm not mad about it. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, but I think that people are, are, are realizing that and, uh, you know, money, fame, whatever. These are all things that give people identity. Right. And yeah. I, I always go back to that because that's the truth. I learned that when I was in broadcast, I was like, when, when 
you were doing that, you know, being somewhat in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. I realized there were people that were there doing the same job that I was because they wanted to get somewhere where they would be recognized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I, on the opposite end of that, I never enjoyed really being out in front of people like that. I loved radio because of the conversation, right? And having that intimate conversation, immediate mm-hmm. conversation with people. But I was in the industry with people who wanted to be famous and rich. And I was like, what? You're in the wrong, you know, you got to go, you know, go to Hollywood, do something, yeah, right? Radio's not going to do it. No. And I was like, are you out of your mind? You know, you're just, that's all, it's just, that's not what this is meant for. But they, but that was them. You go out into your community that everybody lives in, just look around and you'll find the people that want to make more money, have the same job, hang out with the same people, be in these social circles. Why? Because it gives them what they believe is identity, Mm -hmm. right? And that makes them feel better about themselves. Once you figure out, I mean, you'll hear this all the time and it sounds super basic, but it's the truth. And that is once you stop giving a rip about what people think about Mm -hmm. you or what you like, you've got it figured out. Now that sounds simple. But it's not. It's so hard. It is not because simple we're, because our society isn't built around that. No, and we're right? taught from childhood yeah, to 100%. do certain things to make other people happy. Yeah. And, it, and it puts other people's thoughts and it puts other people's feelings in our responsibility. Right. And that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, they think we live in a world now where a lot of people are, and that they, again, the big machine wants you to think like that, that material possession defines you. Right, and it will make you happy. And and why? Because you keep, you're, you're constantly in search of products that are further, furthering their agenda, whether it's the, you know, man, manufacturing, you know, it's all of it, right? The, right. Ba- the banking industry, all of it. Right. It's all built on greed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and making a few people, <laughs> I'm not kidding, com- just filthy, filthy rich. I'm people that think I'm nuts, go ahead and believe this, but I believe that there is a handful of people in the, in the grand scheme of things that run the whole world. I believe that. Absolutely. Yeah, not, it, this is not, again, you, zoom out. Yeah. Like, it's like zoom out and, and you look at the way things are run right now. Right. Look, look what's happening. Just look at current events, follow the news. There's so many people that don't cause it's negative. I get that. But if you follow what's going on, you can see that the world is a relatively small place now. Oh, yeah. It really is. And it's just there's a handful of individuals with a whole lot of money. And it's not the government. No, that are pulling the trigger. No, and it's, it, it's bigger than that. I mean, like, look at the idiots that are elect in, that are in office. I mean, right, go to our own capital. They're just... In, 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 in the United States, it's insane. Some of these people got elected. And I mean, it just drives me nuts. Well, all of them did. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, right. We would like to believe that, but are they put in, I mean, what options do you have? Well, no, that's the thing. That's like, the it's, thing, It's right? not the government that's controlling no. it. It's They give you their A and B. Yeah. Right. So you really don't. Right. I mean, and like it's, a, if you have, if oftentimes you, it's a lose-lose. Yeah. If you want to, if you want like, C, well, it doesn't even exist. Right. So they are basically fill in these holes with people that they that they can control yeah that will create the constant conflict and run one side versus the other i just believe that i just think i I know it's not it's not as free as we think right now but it's getting freer i hope so well people are thinking i think think people are thinking they're waking up more freely and starting to to turn a critical eye on like what are we doing 
And is this all there is? Right. Like, is all there is someone telling me that I need to buy more wrinkle cream or right. I need it's, to it, have a f- fancier car to be happy or a bigger house to be happy? There's no greater example than what we're experiencing right now with the holiday push, the retail no, and push. And that's where I'm having such conflicted feelings of like, I love the holidays and I love all of the, the um, traditions. And like I even said to you, like, I really want to go to Christmas Eve mass because it's just like. I don't know. There's just something about the story and the whole atmosphere. There's nothing wrong with that. And then I'm watching TV and it's like, Amazon Prime Day, get your deals. And I'm like, (laughs) no, no, stop. But I do like the idea. Why why will I do it again this year? Because I want to create that memory for the children. I know. The children. It's like, how can we bring in like less material memories? Well, I think that uh, that's something that a lot of people are working on. Yeah. And and I, and I, and I love, yeah. and I love buying gifts so and I love I. giving gifts and I'm not against gifts. It's just the, the messaging of like, buy now, bah, and it's so loud. And it's like, it's very distracting. But you, from, you, you love to shop. I do. And you and love fashion. I know I do. And I'm, yeah. and I'm not again, it's, I'm with you. It's I, just, I, I think it's, I don't think there's anything for me. It's it. being intentional. And like not shopping to make myself feel better or like fill a void. It's right. shopping intentionally. There's a there's a ton of people. I, I would say the vast majority of people now still in this country believe that material things yes. are going to bring them happiness. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's more it's more being intentional about what I'm buying and why I'm buying it versus thinking that it's going to fix me or make me happy or any of those things. Right. And the more I, you dig into this, the, it, it literally comes down to that. It's the constant search and, 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 uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 the constant striving to acquire more material possession. Mm-hmm. That is what makes people miserable. Yeah. It really is. And everybody wants more, 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 more because, because they think yeah. in their minds people will perceive them as a higher being. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I've it it literally I see it even in the smallest towns. People will recognize what I'm talking about. There's somebody who always wants a little bit more because they think that that will again. It's all perceived identity. They right, want. They, they think that that is success. That's our culture. Yeah. I mean, that is our society. That is what has been created. And w- when people are waking up and understanding that true happiness is only found inside, that doesn't fit into the bye, bye, Their bye, bye, right. bye narrative. That's it. I you mean, know, it's, it's the machine. I know it is. It's all again. It's it's a handful of people making a whole lot of money as long as you keep doing what you're supposed to do. As long as you stay miserable. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what it is. It's, it's a true. constant striving, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it's there's some people who don't figure it out, and then there's others who do, but they feel like it's too late. It's not too late. It's never too late. No, it's not. Uh, we hope that's a motivational. And by the way, if you if you get a chance to check the documentary out, again, it's called Chasing the Present. I was not necessarily a big fan because of the, the main character, but the message, I think, is something that we can all take to heart. 
Yeah, and it's good um, if you've never really explored like the the self development right. or or some of those there kinds was, of topics. There will be a, a large group of people that will find him so almost unwatchable <laughs> that they won't finish it because that's kind of where I was at, but I powered through because you you were enjoying. I think you you were be able to you could you could separate him from the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And then I, once I figured that out, right, then I enjoyed it more yeah, as he, well. He wasn't necessarily for me. I, no. I mean, I think his struggles were legitimate and, and that people, I think a lot of people feel like he feels, but I was more watching for the other messaging. Yeah, kind of- and there, there are people who deal with the issues. I'm just not sure that he really was, but he wanted people to believe that because he thought that he could create enough of a, a a situation and an atmosphere to get you know enough people to watch I, I just he wasn't very convincing at all I mean I I I, and I don't want people to jump on me and be like you don't know anything about mental health I I do I understand this but if you watch this and just through life experience I'd be lying to people if something if there wasn't uh like a trigger warning with him. He just seemed fake. Yeah, I mean, yeah, draw he, your own conclusions, yeah. but I think the other messaging was... Yeah, it was. he talked to a lot of really good... really powerful. He talked to a lot of good people. I think he found a good topic. He had the money uh, you know, to just <laughs> fly around the world yeah. for two years and not work with unlimited finance and resource and just have at it. Laying in a hammock in, a, in could, the rainforest. I, I was like, oh, that looks lovely. I could think that a lot of us could probably put something pretty creative together given those resources as well. So I just, you know, you have to take it for what it's worth. But if you get a chance, I think it's worth at least starting and checking out and then uh, seeing what you think. If not, you can always come back here. We'll we'll hook you. We'll hook you up with we'll, all the we'll, all the knowledge. We'll, we'll have our words of wisdom every day. <laughs> like, again, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Have yourself a fantastic week.